Hey, welcome back to Die Hard Minute. I am Rob from Tombstone Minute. I'm joined as always by my co-host from Tombstone Minute, my good friend Joe. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening this week. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, as I mentioned before, Joe and I do Tombstone Minute, and if you enjoyed our combinations with Duff the last couple uh, days, we also do Titanic Minute, which I believe has just started. But today, it's not about Titanic. It's not about Tombstone. It's about Die Hard, specifically Minute 55. In this minute, Sergeant Powell, Carl Winslow, Licorice, whatever you want to call him, talks to Eddie. Um a, a, real, a thing a lot of people don't know about this movie is Sergeant Powell is actually second cousins with Sergeant Pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been listening to previous episodes of this Minute by Minute uh, series, and no one has mentioned that before, and I find that a little bit disappointing. Well, it, with a Lonely Hearts Club band, he at least could have helped Bruce talk about his bad marriage. Yeah, but with Sergeant Powell's lonely twinkie club band <laughs> yeah it, like 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 <laughs> the hostess with the mostest mclean would have had to choose between either going through therapy or just eating himself to happiness yeah but a temporary happiness a transitory kind one thing i'm going to say that uh that uh i feel silly about i as a kid when i was younger i had somehow we had discussed like where everyone's from in the movie um like as in the the terrace where their like nationalities are and as a kid i just assumed everyone was quote-unquote german or european um in my mind i think those were the same things at that when i was a kid and i had thought that eddie was like doing an absurd american accent in the scene but he's actually just an american terrorist that has that accent <laughs> but like the way he answers that door and he's just like you know hello hey, i'm gonna <laughs> get so over the top Ah, oh, USC, um, I bet a fortune bet on this. Game. Yeah. But I you know, he's just that's just at rewatching this with like kind of a, a keener eye for detail, he sort of knows like, no, it's just that's just Eddie's shtick. He's just like No, he's just bad at acting. <laughs> that's Well, it's just who he is, man. He's just he's his character's American. Yeah. Um also we learned from Eddie, not a fan of computers, you know. We sort of have that underlying in this movie, these, these computers, you know? But he does mention the Notre Dame USC game. Did you have money on that one too? I did not. But, I mean, I'm sure, Joe, you, you, you're you a sports fan. You know USC is not playing Notre Dame on Christmas. Uh. Oh, int- okay, interesting. Yeah, but you're right. Like, there's there's no way both of those teams would have been bad enough during that era to be playing on Christmas. Yeah. So, and I mean, if they played each other, Christmas it, Eve to be specific. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, but I did. You know, let's just. Well, it could have be- been basketball. I'm pretty sure he's watching football, though. Uh, I'm not sure if you can see. Um, I actually have never seen this movie before, <laughs> so, so I'm not really sure what you're talking so, about well he mentions he mentions that he uh you know notre dame usc i think we hear something about usc doing something and he's upset or they were be that are behind so i'm assuming he bet on usc so i thought let's look at 1988 
Let's check out these rosters. Let's see who are on these teams. Now, in 1988, Notre Dame did play USC at the time. Well, they, they always were, they do every year. Yeah, and they were ranked one and two in the country when they did. Oh, it was a man. big it was a big deal. Um, do you know who the quarterback was for USC? I do not. Rodney Pete. Oh, right? Oh, yeah. Wow, cool. I believe he was second in the Heisman uh, Heisman voting that year. And the running back for Notre Dame, who actually didn't play in that game because of like some sort of academic uh, suspension by Lou Holtz, was none other than a running back I loved when I was a child, Ricky Waters. Yeah, Ricky Waters. Right? I, I had, uh, when we were roommates freshman year, I think I once or twice wore my Ricky Waters uh, jersey that I bought at a thrift store for $2. Mm. Was it a 49er one or an Eagles, Eagles one? It was Eagles an Eagles one. one, yeah. Okay, we should probably talk about Die Hard. Hey, um, just a couple guys talking action movies and sports. Yeah, hey, this you, is the right you, yeah, you don't like right it, demo. Listen to something else. <laughs> this is the right demo. Um, so... Uh, he mentions, we have McLean, he's sort of looking over at all this, and he sort of mentions, uh, you know, where's the cavalry? And I was thinking, you know, there's a lot of Western references in this movie with Yubikaye, obviously. Is this the first, like, kind of a Western reference with the cavalry mention? Because uh, a line you would hear in a, in a Western, I guess, is what I'm thinking. I, I do think he mentions cavalry a few times. But I think the other temps are after this. Yeah, I think this is the first time that he. I think this is the first like dipping our toes into the Western mythos a little bit in this movie. Yeah, which at the time doesn't seem like a big deal, but as it moves on, kind of a, a larger theme and into all of this, especially spoilers. Minutes later, he or later in the movie when he meets McGruber. Um, so. And then we have the uh, our terrorists. We are uh, our uh, dream team. Uh, of course, of, it's it's not McGruber. It's just Gruber. Yeah, why do I keep saying McGruber? It's from that uh, stupid movie. <laughs> yeah, man, it's that's fine. embarrassing. No, no one, no one's mad at you. Every, let's re-record. Okay. Let's re-record all of them. Joe. All right, let's just start from the beginning of the yeah. week. Um, <laughs> Gruber, yes, Gruber. Um. So we see we see our our tag team our dream team of terrorists here. We have our our Carl, our Franco, and our Fritz, um, uh, <laughs> looking over. And I just realized that there's definitely somewhere in professional wrestling should have been a tag team that was like loosely based off these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. Would have been great, and you could have had like a Gruber like manager for them. Yeah, definitely. Um. But uh, they kind of run out there. They see what's going on. They see the police officer. All the terrorists are kind of looking at this. And uh, I, it's, it's fair to say that uh, uh, McLean gets a little impatient and decides to grab the chair and break the window. Uh, well, I don't, I don't agree with you there at all, actually. Okay. Like, this is his chance for everything to get saved. Like, what, what you wouldn't have, like, tried to do that? Couldn't he have just left? Like, there's okay. nothing. Like, couldn't he have just left the hotel? Hotel? Uh, I mean, like the plaza. <laughs> How? 
He doesn't I don't know. know. He doesn't know who's at the bottom of that building. But there's, I mean, he's, there, he's there's a dude waiting around a corner ready to shoot Carl Winslow if he went too far by the elevators. There's got to be more than one door in or out of this place, which we see later on there is. Couldn't he have just gone down like he's he's tried traversed these floors all over with no problem? Couldn't he have just left the building? The and woman help? he loves is. A floor away from him. I mean, let's the woman he loves. A woman that he interacts with in this movie. <laughs> he. What do you mean? <laughs> Why would he be there if he didn't love her? Well, Joe, where was he all the other months? He, did, uh, he talked about this already. I feel like I'm his friend defending <laughs> yeah, him right now. <laughs> like, he obviously loves her. He's totally in love with her. Um, You know what? I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't buy it as much. I think why, loves- why, why? His just so because he's not a good husband we- doesn't mean he doesn't love her. Like the there's only, diff- the only interaction that he has with her in this movie is, I mean, not great on his part. It's yeah, because he, the, uh, Jesus, uh, <laughs> he is so like wor- like he's so upset about this situation. That he's like saying the wrong thing and he's starting fight. Oh man, this just exposes all the bad things I've done. <laughs> oh, like just because he gets mad at her, like is not a, a sign that he loves her less. Like, like he really, really, I think he really genuinely loves her, and I, I, I think that's extremely clear. Otherwise, why would he be there? He claims but, that he, but, but he. He's he's obviously threatened by her success and her career. He is bothered by the fact that she used her maiden name as her name in this place of business, which obviously has pretty major sure. implications for the plot. Uh, the the fact that he's mad about all those things might make him a flawed person. But they, they aren't For a, sure, they which aren't is a sign. They aren't a sign that he loves her less, though. Well, I, I mean, I guess my argument would be: what is the sign that he does love her outside of it's his estranged wife? Everything that he does in this entire movie is a sign that he loves her. Like, like the the fact that you just said he could find his way down to the first floor and leave and talk to that cop, but doesn't. Yeah. The, the the like nothing he does makes sense if he doesn't love her, or he just wants to be a hero, Joe. Wow, I mean, listen, like we hear early on of his conversation of Argyle that essentially his wife got a really good job and left, and I think he tells like, "You think I'm just gonna leave all those criminals in New York?" Like that's like a terrible excuse. Oh yeah, it you're is. Right. Yeah, There's I'm no crime saying, anywhere I'm, else. I'm not saying he's not an idiot. There's po- police aren't needed in LA. So yeah, I, don't I mean, worry. I'm not saying he's not an idiot, but I, I think as he tells that story, I, I, I think the way he delivers that line, he delivers in such a way that he's like, I know this is stupid. I mean, I will say this is, these aren't our minutes, but I will say this movie does a very good job of using it, of like having exposition drawn out by other characters and like in a way that if you analyze it as you know to the minute like you know we and a bunch of other people are doing 
it, you know you notice it more but like during the movie it really does do a good job of like pushing things forward you kind of you know learn a lot about a character in an entertaining fashion i'm thinking with like the argyle conversation in the limo yeah um i'm very sad we don't have any argyle minutes joe <laughs> argyle um I, I yeah i'd like to have a beer with that guy do you have anything else joe on uh on this minute of uh of die hard i feel like i feel like there's some unanswered questions you have uh well maybe one i guess uh, it's just like we you know this this is a sort of a like a compilation album yeah and maybe we could talk briefly about why we chose to do it in, in our first week you know like i've obviously i think everybody that's did it prior to us has probably talked about why they love the movie yeah um so we should probably do the same like why why did we decide to take part in this oh, group endeavor yeah i mean i think uh obviously die hard is a fantastic movie and you know this isn't it's I, I think it's getting to the point where sort of universally it's considered uh, the best action film. I yeah, it's up there for sure. Yeah, uh, um, and I think part of the reason why I, I think that, and Joe, you know, you know, I love to talk about what movies, what parts movies don't need, and yeah. how I would how I would trim a movie and what scenes shouldn't be there and shouldn't you know shouldn't shouldn't be. This movie, much like a, a lot of other great films, um, is so tight. And like almost everything that happens has a payoff later on. Um, and I think it works beautifully in that way. Um, and, you know, you have a super interesting and compelling hero, almost anterior. You have a great villain, which a lot of movies miss on that. Um, you have memorable action sequences. You have like these fun sidekicks. Um, I would say like the largest, the biggest thing, as I kind of hinted on, uh, earlier in this minute is I think like my only one criticism is I don't entirely buy the whole like relationship thing that much but it doesn't I mean that's like a minor quibble yeah uh, I, guess, I guess for me um, action movies it's like a really special genre for me like my dad uh, loves Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and so, so most of my early movie watching experiences with my father that like where he was actually clearly engaged and not just like there because he had to supervise me watching it, like, you know, like going to the theater and he's just escorting me there. Not that that sure. happened very often or anything, but um, like, like you could tell like while we were like when I was old enough, like while we were watching an, an Arl movie, like he was actually really excited to be watching and stuff. So I, I I love to talk and argue about action movies. It, that that definitely absolutely rules. Um, so th- th- that's a big part of it, I guess. Is is Die Hard obviously is among the best. Uh, definitely is in my top five. Maybe is in my top two for sure. Actually, I kind of usually go back and forth between this one and Predator. About oh, okay. which one is my my favorite one. I thought you were going to say Terminator 2. I thought that's where you were going to go with on that. Uh, to the Edward Furlong it annoys me in that movie and then okay. knocks it down. <laughs> so, so it's usually like Predator or Die Hard for, for which ones are my favorite. 
Um, I was gonna I was gonna save this, but I think we'll we'll I I could talk about it now because one of the things I brought up is how much I love how every moment in this movie has a payoff, and obviously the most obvious one and telling one is like the first minute of this movie or so we have um, him on the plane talking to that businessman and the guy mentions about taking your shoes and socks off to get over jet lag and make you know yeah. uh, fists with your feet and obviously that sets up the entire uh, sort of storyline that he's barefoot during all this which gets used potentially later on in this movie against him <laughs> uh, but I was curious what if what if what if he had given him different advice about jet lag, Joe? Yeah, he's just like, take this pill, it'll help you sleep. And that's probably <laughs> what he should have done. It's so, just... uh, like, <laughs> the, that br- the, like, if he just takes a sleeping pill and he falls asleep, yeah. Who, name a person who is a good person that gets hurt. Um, I mean, okay, I like this. I, like why what is the point of all this like if <laughs> if if Hans Gruber gets everything that he wants do you think he would have killed everybody before he left or do you think he would have just left because he have that's I don't a good know. question because they they already know who he is from the outside like he's an inner he's a famous international terrorist do we know that at this point do we know that we don't know this at this point in the movie do we find that out later I don't know. I hope so. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just wait until, because uh, you and I, you and I will be back later on. I, I guess. Okay, but, but do you see, do you see my point? Like, okay, the whole point of his action is is to save the woman that he loves. Yeah. But wouldn't just laying down and letting the and, and I understand he's a police officer, so he's just not going to do that. But well, let's 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 take I'm, it a different way. Let's let's say his flight was delayed, and he came in and uh, he came in a day later. <laughs> What, is okay. it? Does Holly just have a story that, like, man, I was under hostage, but you took a lot of our company money, and I'm sure John would be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, I guess like, you got to like, move like back. If they took that whole multinational corporation's like vault, they took all that money. Yeah, how would that affect regular people or the employees of that business? What if she lost her job and had to move back to New York? Problem solved. Uh, so a family comes together thanks to that <laughs> crime. <laughs> So really, like, in a weird way, he ruins his marriage by being aware of this this criminal enterprise. Yeah. If he would have stayed home, it would have been better. Apathy. That's uh, answer. Amazing. Well, I think we I think we we cracked this nut. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is our last. This is our last minute for a while. We like I said, we won't be back till uh, I think minute one eleven. We might be back. We might be back. We might. They might not let us back. For being honest. Um, yeah, we'll be on here for starting with minute one hundred and eleven. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, uh, you know, I want to just think. Uh, I was happy to be part of this project, um, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to kind of uh, listen to what everyone else says and. Uh, Thank you, listeners, for listening to us as we go through this. And, you know, as I've said all week, if you enjoy this, if you enjoy hearing Joe and I and five episodes just isn't enough and neither is ten, we have Tombstone Minute. And uh, at this point, we're probably like two weeks into Titanic Minute. Uh, You know, those are two very different movies, but uh, (laughs) yeah, we're talking about them, kind of. 
And uh, occasionally we bring up what happens in the occasionally. film. We usually describe the scene that we're going to, to maybe talk about. Um, but uh, this is fun. It's a fun community to be part of. And uh, I'm excited to be back uh, later on. And uh, you listeners, follow along at Die Hard Minute on Twitter, dieHardMinute.com. Go to iTunes, write a review. Mention us specifically. That works. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> please. That they won't let me out of here unless you do. If I was, if I was a, if I was one of the terrorists here, I would definitely be Theo. I think we know that, right? <laughs> um. But all right, Joe. Any 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 final words until the second half of the movie? Thank you and bless you all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll be back. We're not going to be back. Someone else will be back for uh, for minute fifty six. I think it's the Mogwai minute, guys. Actually, is it George Neal? It's George and Neil. So, are, do you know that, or are we just think? I'm might fairly, be? I'm fairly certain it's George <laughs> and Neil. <laughs> that might have been something we should have looked up ahead of time. Well, yeah! if, it, if it is, great. You're in for a treat. You are absolutely. All right, uh, enjoy. Tell me you got that. I got it, I got it. Hit your heart on Channel 5.